If you have a bulletin and you look at the passage in there, you probably are thinking, what in the world were you thinking when you chose that? Uh, we're not going to have a message tonight, but I do want to set up uh, a lot of other messages and stories that you're going to hear tonight from our graduating seniors. Some of them wanted to share uh, some of what God's done in their, uh, in their lives during their time here at New Mexico State. Uh, maybe encourage you, uh, maybe share uh, some lessons learned with you. Uh, but before we do that, I did want to read this passage from Romans. It's kind of consistent with what we've been doing all fall. And uh, this is a tongue twister. Stand up with me. And this is uh, two or three minutes to kind of prime the pump for uh, our seniors and the stories they have to share with you. But I do have a reason for this. This is the word of the Lord. And even this has the power to transform you and make you new, make you wise for salvation. Paul says, this is the very end of his letter that we've been studying all fall and will continue to in the uh, spring. Paul says, uh, let me get my Greek ready. Okay, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in Sinesure. And I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give to her any help she may need from you. For she has been the benefactor of many people, including me, Paul. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risk their lives for me. Not only me, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church or the people of God that meet in their house. Oh, and greet my dear friend Eponidas, for he was the first convert to Christ in the whole province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who've been in prison with me. They're outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. Greet Apelles, whose fidelity and loyalty to Jesus has stood the test. You can take a seat. So, what a weird passage to read on a night where we're celebrating Christmas and about to send off our seniors, but perhaps you're... You've seen a little bit of uh, what my thinking was and, and why uh, to share with you a few words uh, from Romans chapter 16. Well, it's a fitting passage because Paul is saying goodbye to people who've become very, very dear to him. And tonight we're saying goodbye uh, to people who are very, very dear to us. For Paul, he wasn't in a room with these people. Paul wanted to go see these people in Rome, but he could never get there. Uh, and so Paul is kind of remembering stories uh, adventures, um, conversations that he had with all the people that I just named. Uh, he's bringing those back to mind as he closes his letter uh, to this church that he loves in Rome. Uh, and um, because that's what we're doing tonight, I figured, well, this is fitting. Um, and if you look at the passage, you say, well, what is, what is each of the people I just read, what does each of them have in common? What's Paul's connection to them all? Because these are people that span the, probably the past few decades of his life. And if you look at all of them, and if you keep reading the passage, I cut it off. He keeps going for a whole other half of a chapter. Thank this person. Tell this person how much I love them. Tell this person I remember them. Why, what do they all have in common? What these people have in common is that they had met Jesus. They'd been changed by Jesus. They loved Jesus. They had shared this transformation together. They shared the mission of the gospel, spreading the good news that God had invaded the darkness to bring light. That's what they shared together. Um, that's what bound them together is Jesus. He says it with every one of them. 
in some way or another. Now, I've been around the college campus for 15 years in one way or another, either as an undergrad or grad student or seminarian or working in, in college ministry. And that's given me time to look at myself, but also a lot of other generations of classes come through the pipeline. And um, I've noticed what kinds of people you keep in touch with uh, as the years go by. Uh, right now, you probably have a pretty diverse friend group. Uh, you've got people that you climb with in the climbing wall or people you run with or people that are also engineers or also psych majors or something. People you share movie hobbies with or things like that. Uh, and I, maybe even you're in a similar fraternity or sorority with these people. Um, but I've also seen 15 years out what kinds of people, what kinds of relationships stand the test of time. Uh, so that when, you, when they're standing decades removed from these people, it's fresh. The love is fresh. The affection is still warm. Uh, and I've noticed, uh, I had a lot of really close friends in college. I still love those people. If I ran into them, we'd have a great conversation. But they're not people that I keep in touch with. I don't feel particularly bound to them, glued to them. Uh, and there would be a lot of catching up to do if we did meet up. Uh, and those are people that I shared hobbies with or shared experiences with or shared a lot of my time or a lot of my academic work in college. But the people that I can run into or talk to now, 15 years later, uh, that no time has passed uh, are the people uh, who know Jesus, the people who were changed alongside of me in college, uh, the guys and the girls uh, who came out of college radically different than they came into college. Uh, people who had met the living God and now their life is on this trajectory of continual change and newness uh, and struggle. Those are the people. I ran into a lot of these people up in Colorado this last week for Thanksgiving. And it was amazing to not have to catch up because our lives are on similar trajectories. We are both uh, experiencing similar struggles. We're both uh, yearning for the same Lord. And so we're in the same place pretty much, uh, right alongside of each other. And, and it's important that you know as you hear these senior stories as they get up in just a second and begin to, and kind of give you a picture of what God's done in their lives. And they probably say, remember this person or remember that time. It's important for you to remember, especially if you're not graduating this, this fall. It's important for you to, to know this now because it shapes how you spend your time in college. What will last what will stand the test of time in your relationships? Uh, it doesn't mean you don't hang out with people that don't fit that. But it does mean you invest more in what's going to last, um, what's going to stand the test of time. Uh, and so this is, uh, this is a big a point in a weird passage like this with a lot of weird names. Uh, and the reason why is this. Jesus never just changes you and your story. He always tangles you up into other people. It's the only way he does it. There's no individuals that are, that are made new and brought to heaven. Jesus changes groups of people, and he tangles all of your stories up. And so um, hear these stories and hear how it might illumine your next steps in college, how spring semester might be different for you uh, because of how these people have lived their lives and how God has changed them. Uh, think of ways that you can tangle yourself up with other people here better more intimately, more intimately, more profoundly uh, come spring. Uh, and so for all of our seniors who are graduating, uh, we love you. Uh, we remember um, stories of transformation, stories of growth, stories of grace. We remember conversations with you. We remember 
ways you've given yourself and left a lot of yourself on the field as you move on. And we're thankful for you. And we've got a couple of more opportunities this week to say thanks and to say we love you. Uh, but tonight, the microphone is yours. Um, so I've asked these, uh, any, any of the graduates who feel comfortable coming up and sharing to, to take five minutes and just kind of say whatever they want to say. Uh, and so uh, Luke said he would like to be the first sheep led to the slaughter. So Luke. Hey guys, uh, so Ben just said it, my name is Luke. Uh, I was, I became a Christian probably a week before I first came to RUF. Uh, the Lord, through some very uh, unfortunate circumstances, brought me to himself and when I was finally ready and willing to follow him, he had already been working in my brother's life. My brother had already found this as a home and so when I was finally ready to hear God and answer that call, this was waiting for me. Um, this has been an amazing place to grow, um, to be corrected, um, to have the gospel preached every week. And yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed um, getting to know all of you. If I don't know you very well, I'm sorry I didn't get to know you, but this has been amazing. Um, I want to share with you guys, I when I first came to RUF, I was new, new Christian and everything. I didn't really know what this walk looked like. Where do I go for information about this? How do I do this? Um, one of the big places that kept coming up was the Bible, the Word of God. I've, if you guys struggle like I struggled to read your Bible, um, Bible studies was a great way to get into that, to, to first kind of see what that's about, learn... Um, how to read your Bible. There was many people in the Bible studies that I got to learn from, that I got to hear their perspectives. Um, and that's, I know, kind of a shameless plug because I led, led a Bible study. But it, it really, I really gained a lot from that. The Lord worked in some really amazing ways through that. And it was, it was awesome. I would suggest that all of you guys try that out if, if reading your Bible is something you struggle with. And if it's not, go to a Bible study because you may help someone who's struggling to read their Bible and understanding what, you know, what the Lord's saying in that. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for your time. Hey, I'm Miles Buster. Uh, gosh, I've been going to RUF since... Uh, the second semester that I started in college. I'm a grad student now, and uh, my s second semester of freshman year, a couple guys, Michael Leslie, Royce Main, uh, actually Tessa and Courtney were involved in that too. Met them at the climbing wall. They finally drug me here, got me to come, and it's just been such a, like a tremendously huge blessing in my life. As I was thinking about like what to say, I cannot separate my time in college and RUF, like all of my friends are here. All of my like time and energy was just poured out here and it was such a huge blessing to be a part of it and to be able to kind of feed the way that I was fed um, freshman and sophomore year especially. Um, I jumped into ministry team, I guess it was the second semester I had been here and uh, got to doing slides and stuff and I would encourage you guys who were uh, 
just coming and kind of want to be more involved. I don't do any sort of Bible studies or uh, singing or anything. I have no skills in any of that. But I'm able to click right buttons at the right time. And if you're good at that, then there's definitely ways to minister to your fellow students and uh, bless them in that way. Uh, yeah. Also, I would encourage, especially those of you who are a little bit older, um, since I've seen RUF for so long, when I first came to large group, there was 15 people, including the campus minister, like total. That was it. That was large group. And seeing it just grow and blossom over the years and go through so many different phases and changes, it's been a huge blessing to, be, to, to have people like Ben and Sid say, be flexible, because we have a God that's moving constantly. And so if we stagnate in any of these things, if we get stuck in like, oh, I like the way it used to be done, then it's, it, it becomes a little bit stale. And so I would encourage you to roll with the changes when they happen. And they will happen. That's good. It's an encouragement that um, those changes will and should happen. But, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> So my name is Casey. Um, I feel kind of weird coming up here just mostly because uh, afterwards I plan to start graduate school here, so I don't know if I'm really leaving. You'll probably still see me. It's kind of awkward, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just uh, I really appreciated RUF. Like a lot of what we I did here, um, I started my freshman year. Like I've always been active in the church back home and everything, and then just coming here, I took the time to visit every campus ministry that I could find out. There's like MYM or something I've heard of since then and didn't know they existed before. I'd still I'd never seen them since I saw them table once. But anyway, um, I tried. And uh, essentially, RUF was the place that is a very accepting community. Everyone's very encouraging and welcoming. And then it's also like the, the gospel that's preached here is just so much... A, both easy to understand and real relatable, real, uh, just, it was, it was presented a way that was really helped me to grow as opposed to some of the other ministries didn't like reach out to me in the same way. And so that's what the main things I really liked about how RUF is, um, and what is and was. And, um, so I think, uh, and then growing on further past that, I did join ministry team and, um, I've been a part of uh, most of the minute, well, Bible study and the planning team. I just haven't l helped lead worship because I don't like to sing in front of people. Um, but I think it's there's. I think that's another huge part that like not too many people see. And I think I'd actually encourage a lot of you to f consider looking into being a part of ministry team, just because of like it's always great to be. Um, to be what somebody who gets fed every week, but I think it's really important for us, for all of us as Christ followers to really like be serving others as well and not just coming to be served all the time. Um, I just really think it's a, a really great place to learn that too, because if you do want to continue that in the future, 
it's easy to make mistakes here and people are pretty forgiving. It might not always be that way everywhere else. So if you like, if you want to be a part of ministry at all in the future, like I think it'd be, it's really good to just dabble in it here. You can figure out what you like, what you don't. Um, and like I said, there's plenty of places that, um, you know, you might not be comfortable singing in front of everybody. You might, you, you might prefer to do things behind the scenes that help logistics on, going to summer conference in the summer. Whatever it is you might be, be able to do, want to do, there's a lot of different ways to serve, and I think it's really great to be able to have that opportunity and to be able to learn what it's like to be a, to be a part of a ministry. So that's my challenge for you guys. And also, one last thing is to, um, I just think it's good to, especially if you are a part of, the, of ministering, a part of ministry team or wherever it is you're doing it, that it's, I always find it important to, uh, similarly to what Miles was saying, don't get too comfortable in what was, how things have been. Um, I was, I always like to be the person who scouts out what's, what's lacking, like what's, what, uh, like I look for needs that can be filled, um, to, in order to, you know, needs that are there that I can help with. For example, like that's why my Bible studies meets at the awkward time of noon on, Thursdays that not too many people can show up at, but I realized that there are there were a decent portion of people that couldn't make it to Bible studies at the times that were offered. So my goal was to just reach more people that couldn't didn't have the opportunity otherwise. And it's the same thing with like whatever types of events you run, whatever it is you want to do. I just encourage you to look for something that is there that a need that's there that you can fill. And because God's made us all differently, we can all f fill needs in different ways. So look for something that you can help with because there's something there. All right. Thanks. So if I was smart, I would have not gotten on Facebook before I came here and actually wrote a speech up because I'll just babble. But you guys love that, right? Okay, so <laughs> um, I came in as a freshman. Um, I actually started with another group and things devolved quickly and they weren't as quite as loving as I thought they were going to be. So I ended up at actually small group Bible studies. I wasn't into the whole like Presbyterian vibe at the time, and so I got a little freaked out and didn't know what to do. And so I only came to the small groups. <laughs> and so if the benediction scares you, Sid made it very, very clear that it is not some kind of like incantation or some kind of curse. <laughs> so you're all good, trust me. But um, so that was one of the things that like over the semester, Sid was like, you should come to the large group, you should come to the large group. And so I finally like jumped in and it's just amazing how people reach out to you here. And that was one of the things I really loved is that, I mean, in small groups, we like, it was freshman Bible study, guys. It was so awkward. Like it was, that's what it was supposed to do. And eventually you got learned to embrace the awkward and weren't always sure what Sid's questions were and what he was trying to get at. So you were like, um, is this the right answer? And he's like, no. And to this day, I still can't figure out what the fruit is. So y'all can be burdened with that question. But, <laughs> sorry. Um, so I guess, like I said, I, I've met some of my best friends here. It was a really great time of grace. I grew up in the church all my life, but I had this very stringent, strict, like good girl view of the gospel. And if I strayed outside the lines, God was there for like little sins, but I didn't know what to do with the big sins. Like you guys all know that's not a thing. 
right? I hope so. <laughs> we need to talk afterwards. I'll be at the senior thing if you guys are still confused on that. Um, but I, was, I didn't have that, and I didn't understand that. And there, So, I mean, we're in college. We make mistakes, and things happen. And it was a really great time to come back, and people are like, we still love you regardless of what you do. And so that was just a really beautiful time in my life to, like, see that God's grace didn't just cover me telling a white lie, that it covered everything you could imagine. Don't, Im- never mind. But, <laughs> but I just want to encourage you all, like, I know we've been really pushing the Bible studies and the planning and get involved and stuff, but really, like, that's the best way to do it. What else are you guys really doing watching hours and hours of Netflix? Come on now. You could do it a little more productively, but I mean, this is where I've met some of my best friends. I can point out people in the crowd that I would love to spend Friday and Saturday nights with just hanging out on the couch. We don't need to go out where you don't need to be crazy in college. Like, you can have a great time with the people sitting right next to you. And so I just want, that's where you get it in Bible studies. You get it from going to things, meeting people, and talking to them. And It's amazing what you find and the struggles that you guys share in common, but the grace of God that is there present through all of it. So I would just encourage you all to just get plugged in, even if it's not RUF. I mean, I love RUF, so please come to RUF. But if it's not, go somewhere else that you feel loved at. Go somewhere where that you feel accepted and embrace those people and dive in because that's the best way you get loved and you get experienced. So I love you all. I've had a wonderful time, and I thank you for the grace you guys have shown me here. Mm-hmm.